Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Welcome back to the Rickshaws podcast, everybody. Um, what a crazy week. What a crazy, crazy week. Um, I'm actually at home recording this because it's the Sunday evening. Um, normally, me and Guy are filming this on a Friday. We'd have it in the studio, we'd have it filmed. But this week, it's a little bit of a different episode because, truth be told, Friday, with everything going on with the dreaded C word, we uh, decided we kind of couldn't get our head around everything that was going on and it didn't feel fitting to talk about or talk on a podcast if we didn't know enough information so it's now Sunday evening before the Monday upload I'm on my own at home it's late in the evening I've had a bit of time to digest what's been going on in the world and the golf world I want to talk a little bit about that obviously Um, but I also want to give people listening a little bit of a respite because obviously Everything you see on news, social media, is all about coronavirus. And I think if uh, if today I can give you half an hour away from the topic, it'd be great. Obviously, it's something we're not going to get away from anytime soon. Um, the effect it's had on people's lives, the effect it's had around the world on, um, you know, sport, businesses, livelihoods, lives... It's truly, truly devastating. Um, but obviously, I'm a golf podcast. Um, I don't really want to talk too much about, you know, politics or different countries or whatever that's going else on in the world. I want to talk about how it's potentially affected golf, but also give you uh, a glimpse of uh, promise, maybe something to take your mind off it with some really cool videos I've got planned to film this week. Um, I think the first thing I need to talk about is obviously the fact that the C word has ended up cancelling golf tournaments worldwide, which is, I've never seen anything like in, like it in my lifetime. Um, started off with the players being cancelled. The first night was the first day they played it on Thursday. They weren't going to then have fans for the rest of the week. Friday they made a decision to actually cancel it and now Sunday evening this would have been we would have known the result of who is the the players champion right now. But we don't. That's been suspended or cancelled. And the next three events got cancelled up until the Masters. 
And then the reason, again, we didn't record the podcast on Friday, everything was going on, things were changing so rapidly, it was hard to figure out if we recorded it Friday, what are we going to be saying that's out of date on Monday? And I'm glad we did, because later that day, the Masters decided to postpone the Masters in April, which is just unbelievable. It's the right call, it is. Having mass people together is not the right thing to do. Um, you know, so there's, there's tough decisions to make, incredibly tough, but are all very, very needed. Then the day, golf is a sport, and if if it's putting lives at risk, then it's not worth it. Um, so it's, it was just crazy, crazy week. Um, there's talks about the Masters happening at the end of the year, September, October time, but who knows who knows how long this is going to last who know who knows what effect it's going to have on golf on sport on the on the global economics um and we just pray and hope that um you know everyone stays safe everybody follows the guidelines set out by governments etc etc but like i say i don't want to touch on it too much because i'm sure everybody listening is kind of sick of it hopefully it's not affected you too much i'm sure it is affects everybody though um i've got loads of questions to answer <laughs> but on social media ask me questions please don't mention the c word and i'm also going to talk about the videos i released this week because believe it or not this week just been i released four youtube videos that's right four i've not done four youtube videos for a long time and then with the lack of sport coming up in the next few weeks i promise i will deliver as much golf content as i can on my channel so stay tuned for that again hopefully take your mind off uh, the situation around the world at the moment with some fun entertaining golf videos um so the ones i did this week which were great really good fun ones the first one was um i decided to play golf club uh, play a game of golf or nine holes with uh 33 golf clubs in my bag yeah so you're supposed to have 14 that's the maximum limit we put it out on social media, me and Guy put it on social saying, you know, how many clubs would you carry? Would you play better if you had more clubs? And weirdly, the amount of people actually said, I'd play better with less clubs, which kind of didn't make sense to me. Because if you have the option to play with less clubs, play with less clubs. <laughs> you know, 14 is the maximum. It doesn't mean you have to play 14. Anyway, I thought it'd be a cool idea to see if if I, the, the original plan was to double the set. It could, if I had 28 golf clubs in my bag, would I then shoot a better score? And uh, it was interesting. It was hard to make the decision on clubs. I had a few drivers in there. I had a, my normal driver. I had a super long hitting driver, which was the sim with the weights set forward with the uh, super low spin shaft, seven degree head. I put it, oh, cranked it down to seven degree. That should have been the kind of monster mode of the tailor-made sim driver i um i also put in like say my regular f9 driver and then i also put in uh, a forgiving driver and the mizuno the actual new mizuno driver the x1 is possibly one of the most forgiving drivers i've ever tested so i put that in the bag then i put a mixture of fairway woods in um irons from one two three irons i had in the bag um, and then I had two sets in my bag. So a four to pitching wedge in my ping blueprints and a four to pitching wedge in the Mizuno MCC, MP20 MCC 
irons because I looked on the loft charts and it's almost exactly two degree gaps between each club then. So for example, my own blueprint is 34 degrees where the Mizuno is two degrees stronger at 30 degrees. So it meant I basically had every club two degree gap from my forearm down to my pitching wedge. I then decided to continue that through my wedges. I had a 50 degree, 52, 54, 56, 58, 60, 62 degree and a 65 degree and I had a chipper and I had two putters. The two putters was a bit overkill, I must admit. I don't think I needed two putters. But anyway, I decided to take 30 golf clubs out on the golf course and see how I got on. Hopefully you enjoyed the video. If you did watch it, I played okay. I shot two under par. It could have been lower. Did I shoot two under or one under? Hmm, I think I was two under. I think I bogeyed the last annoyingly. So one under par, I think I was. A really fun challenge. I decided to, I, first off, tried to carry the golf bag. Have you ever tried to carry 33 clubs in one bag? Ridiculously heavy. And the bag itself, if you've watched as well, is um, one that kind of came out as a, as a bit of a, a relic, one that I had actually retired because last time I used that particular bag was open qualifying at West Lanks 2017 when I got my first ever hole-in-one, my only hole-in-one. Um, set on the 17th hole, I played the 18th hole with it and that golf bag has never seen daylight since being shoved with 33 golf balls, uh, 33 golf clubs into it and being uh, lugged around a golf course in Manchester. So, no, it was a fun video. Thanks so much for watching it. The views on it were fantastic. Uh, the comments were superb. It's just an interesting topic. Obviously, it's illegal to play with that many clubs, but I just thought it'd be an interesting topic. And a lot of people saying I should put that square strike wedge in my bag, which might not be a bad option, if I'm honest. <laughs> it might actually be a good idea. Next video... Um, so that was Monday and then, I don't know, was it Monday or Tuesday? Either way. I then released a grit video, um, ideally aimed at new golfers, but a very timely reminder for established golfers. The grip is so important. Uh, my editor did a, an amazing job on the graphics on that video. If you've not seen it, it's phenomenal graphics. So one of the videos that will, you know, help a lot of golfers for many months and many years, hopefully, because the grip is so, so vital. It really is. And then Thursday, we released another video, or maybe I can get my days mixed up, where I played golf with Matt Fryer. We went to a, a sports shop and spent £200 to get a package set, some emoji golf balls, big mistake, and took them out on the golf course to see if we could break par as a stable, as a scramble. That was a good video. I enjoyed it. Nice playing with Matt again. He didn't get too angry, which was good. The weather was nice. Um, and we shot under par. Definitely go and check that video out. It is a good one. Um, the clubs, if I'm honest, hmm, how should I best describe the clubs? The driver was terrible. The shaft was super flimsy. Uh, the irons were okay because they were steel shafted. The putter was okay. The bag was decent, to be fair. Um but the golf balls we decided to buy was these emoji golf balls like they had they had little emoji faces on them rock hard the balls traveled nowhere uh, that made the challenge the hardest section of it, i think the driver and the ball made that challenge very very difficult and i'm giving those clubs away so if you've not entered yet to go and uh, have a chance of winning that set like i say it would be great for somebody new into golf that just wants to get going at a driving range 
Uh, I think they were like £170 for the package set. You need to go over to the video, like the video, subscribe, and leave a comment. Um, and then final video that I did, which got unbelievable comments, uh, was actually a topic from the podcast of last week. So last week, if you remember, I got asked the question, what's my handicap? And the short answer is, because I'm a golf professional, you lose your handicap. You, you, so I turned professional when I was 19 years old. Um 14 years ago now when you turn professional you, you you don't have an amateur status anymore and because you don't have an amateur status therefore you are deemed as a professional golfer and as a professional golfer because you now earn bigger prize money as a professional you can teach as a professional um, you then rescind your handicap so you no longer have handicap so in theory when I play I play off scratch I'm doing that in quotation marks because that's what I should be playing off. Um, so I guessed in last week's podcast that I was off 4.6. Guys, I was off 2. So I thought, well, let's go and play some golf and see what I shoot. I've not had a scorecard in my hand for ages. Go and play golf and see what I shoot. Now, you might have seen it on the video. It was bloody tough conditions. <laughs> like ridiculously tough conditions. This was last... Wednesday or Thursday, I think we filmed it, um, at the Marriott Worsley Park. It's wet anyway, the golf course is wet just because of the amount of rain we've had, so that makes the ball not travel very far at all, as soon as it lands it stops. To add that then into tremendously harsh wind, um, again I'm getting my excuses out, I shot four over, which wasn't too bad. In fairness, uh, I had a double bogey on the third, annoyingly, because I sliced it into a pond, Really annoying. We we, we <laughs> this should be nightmare. Uh, t t offs. By the way, I've not got that section today. Cause the guy normally sorts all that out, and the listener of the week, I've not got that. That'll come back next week, hopefully. Um, what was I going to say? So third hole because we play because I'm I'm a one ball effectively, and um, my my little crew come round and film it. Um, on the third hole, there was a four ball. I thought let's go. Let's just see if we can play through these guys. So I give him a shout. Guys, do you mind if I play through? Yeah, not a problem. Um, hit the worst tee shot I've possibly ever hit. <laughs> Wind was hard off the left. I hit this kind of fady, healy shot. Wind just took it like crazy. Found a water hazard. Walked up there. Guy playing, fan of the channel, says, Hey, Rick, your ball went in this pond. Oh, great. Thanks. <laughs> Oh, not the right time to hit a bad shot. Just when you're playing through somebody who watches the channel. Um, anyway, obviously keeping it real, took a penalty drop, then hit a two iron, trying to go for an ambitious shot for the green, hit a tree, bounced luckily back out into the fairway because that could have been very disastrous if it didn't. Into win, nine iron, front of the green, two putted, double bogey. Thanks for coming. Um, but anyway, long story short, I shot four over in tough conditions. Uh, three birdies. A double, however many bogeys, five, six, seven bogeys. I'm, no, not many. Six. Let's work this out. If I'd have had five bogeys plus a double, that puts me seven over. Yeah, and then three. Yeah, so seven bogeys, not great. Sorry, five bogeys, a double, three birdies, the rest pars. Um, fun little challenge. People seem to love it. The edit, of, the edit of the video was class, really short edit. Only a five-minute video for all 18 holes of golf, which was good. I think I'll do more of those, actually. That was a really fun video. 
and I've got a new video coming out today if you listen to this on Friday where I test different putters of different price points to see what is the difference between putters of £300 all the way down to £10. How can they vary so much? If the main objective is to get the ball in the hole, how can they change so much? So that video will be coming out. And then, hopefully if things don't go fully locked down, I'm filming on Tuesday and Wednesday with Mr. Peter Finch and we are filming the final ever second-hand golf bidder challenge where we spend £500 to pick our weapons and then battle it out like men, like like war across 18 holes. Sometimes it doesn't quite go to 18 holes. If you saw last year's um, second-hand club challenge at Woburn, you will remember it going to 18 holes in dramatic style. Spoiler alert if you've not seen it, I won that match. I feel like people forget that. I won last year's match against a full-time player. Oh yeah, I did. I lost in Vegas, granted, but I won <laughs> the second club challenge last year. Um, it is the final one. It's the fifth episode of the second club challenge. And when we look back in history... Over the four years we've done so far, it's actually two all. Two to Pete, two victories for Pete, two victories for me. So the fifth and final one is the decider. The decider. It's going to be big. It's going to be really big. So we're filming that this week. I'm not going to tell everyone where it is because we don't want a crowd. Not that anyone would really turn up anyway. Um, And that should have been scheduled to be released the week after the Masters. Whether that changes now, you'll be the first people to know. Um it kind of can change potentially now. It could be that it could I mean do we dare go Masters Week now? Do we dare release the videos Masters Week as if this is a replacement for the Masters? Um we'll see. But no it should be fun. I'm looking forward to playing against Pete again. He's playing a lot of golf. I'm just going to put that out there. He's playing a lot of golf. I'm playing not as much golf. Um, <laughs> I'm not trying to qualify for the Open. He is. He's basically a full-time player, everybody. Don't forget that. But hopefully, because you're super fans and you listen to the Rituals podcast, you're on my team, all right? You're on my side. But don't expect too much because um, I don't know. I don't fancy my chances too much. But anyway... You never know. I think I went into last year's not fancying my chances and dominated the match. Dominated him. This year it might be different. <laughs> to see. Hopefully make some good choice on some clubs and get some weapons that I like. I love last year's second-hand club challenge clubs uh, to the point where I've actually still got them. I bought them <laughs> because they're that good. <laughs> um, so yeah, that, that video, that's, we're filming that, that this week. Also going to film more videos this week, I think, because now, as I mentioned earlier, because of the lack of golf and sport on TV, I think it's it's now that YouTubers shine. It's now that golf YouTube steps up and makes some content for people to watch. Because if you're not watching sport at the moment and you're not going out and doing stuff, then hopefully my task these next few weeks and my team's task is to film as much as we can to give you guys the most entertaining videos that we can okay that's my promise to you that's my that's my pledge that's my global pledge 
uh, doing everything that I can to stay healthy, stay, you know, away from any viruses. It, it, you know, it may be in, inevitable, but hopefully I can. Uh, we have a, like an office, me and the team work out. I've kind of temporarily closed that at the moment just so we can work from home, um, just so we can still continue to make videos. And that looks like if we get on the golf course, hopefully golf courses, as long as, you know, I don't, I'm not giving this advice to people, but I think my mission is to get to golf courses, film, get out of there, just just in and out as much as I can this next few weeks and see what happens. It's scary, scary times, but we'll see. Anyway, questions I asked on social media. Sorry, it's a bit, I feel like I missed Guy today, I'll be honest with you. But honestly, Friday was the weirdest ever. Like, we sat down and was like, we can't, how can we film a podcast now? Like, kind of doesn't make sense to film a podcast with everything going on in the world. And like I said, this was Friday. So all the news was breaking about cancelling and all sorts of stuff. The Premier League here in the UK being postponed and, and you know, events around the globe being suspended. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Right. Let's answer some questions. I'm going to try and stay away from the C word. Um, someone's asked, how do magnets work? I don't know. I'll be honest with you. Um, right, let's see what's happening here. Mm. When to check... So, um, M-O-R-J-U-E-L-A-H has asked on Instagram. Uh, Modula. Modula. When to change clubs when budget is a limitation? When to change clubs when budget... So, let's say, for example that budget set that I bought for 200 quid, okay? You can play golf with those clubs. I proved that in the video. Golf can be played with those clubs. If I was to upgrade any of those clubs in the bag straight away, it would 100% have been the driver. Like the irons worked, the putter works, the wedges work. The thing that didn't work was the driver. I would upgrade that quickly. And you'd have to spend a fortune. Even if I spent 50 quid on something secondhand, it would work in no problem at all. Um, so yeah, it's a lot of it in these budget sets as well as the shaft. Like sometimes the shafts are just terrible. Um, when's the match with GM golf? I'd love to get a match with GM golf. I think at the moment with the travel ban, that might be difficult, but yeah, we'd love to get, it'd be good to get something like a uh, virtually online. Yeah. You know, I saw that floating on social media, like an online, uh, masters where everybody gets out like Tiger Woods 2007 or something and plays against each other. That'd be ridiculous if that was the case. Um, oh, there's lots of questions regarding the C word. Okay, what made you want to start a podcast? That's a great question. Um, what made me... You know what? I'm a, I'm a fan of... Pod, you know what? This is crazy. Sorry, quick one. Sorry to interrupt. We just had an email from Night, Nightmare Golf Shots. Now, this is unvetted unvetted nightmare golf shots which is going to get a read out in a minute what made you want to start a podcast i've been a fan of listening to podcasts for the last couple of years golf podcasts especially um and then my first one that was on was eric anders lang i was a guest on eric's listened to eric for a long time on his podcast i was a guest on it and i just loved the difference in style like now let, let me paint the picture right now right I'm at home. It's five minutes to midnight on Sunday evening. My kids are upstairs in bed. My wife's gone to bed. I'm sat downstairs 
lying down on the sofa, my feet up. One slipper has fallen off my foot. My other slipper is still on. For people wondering, my right slipper still on, my left foot's not. What we're talking about? I'm lying back. My legs are up. My head's back. I've got the laptop recording the podcast to the side of me. I've got my phone on my lap. I'm chilling out. I can't do this in any other forum. Like only a podcast will let me do this, and I can talk. I like talking. You might have guessed, but I just like talking about stuff. Like there's a lot of questions I don't get don't get chance to answer on my YouTube channel. My YouTube channel is mainly for high value videos that are either going to entertain you or educate you the podcast isn't really that hopefully it's going to entertain you this one might not do granted but it's life is full of what ifs some awesome like what if ai could fold your laundry and some well less awesome like what if you have unexpected medical costs United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust proof stainless steel hardware, weather ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's going to educate you, yes, but it's, it's different to that. It's a chat. It's a, it's a way of just in being, you know, losing yourself in a, in a, in a story, in a, in a, nightmare t-shirt and a listener of the week or whatever it may be it just it's just noise sometimes if you're commuting to the work or whatever it's great that's why I, that's why i like doing it and I, and I do enjoy doing it and i'll be honest i felt guilty and when on friday we made the decision not to shoot a podcast i felt guilty and that's why at five to midnight on sunday i'm sat here making one for you guys because i just think it's so important to keep the consistency up and yeah with all the crap going on in the world at the moment it shouldn't affect our podcast all right we're gonna we're gonna still be here we're gonna be you know we are gonna be doing podcasts until we get told we can't do podcasts all right what's that scene from wolf of wall street where uh, leo goes like 
We ain't going anywhere. I ain't going anywhere. Anyway. What am I talking about? It's getting bloody light in it. Right. Let's fire through. John, John, right. Okay. Nightmare golf shots. You ready for this? I've not read this email. This has literally just come through at 20 to 12. It came through 20 minutes ago. It came through as we were doing the podcast. You ready? From Sam Farrow. Subject. Nightmare golf shot. The ultimate triple. Guy, be happy with this. It says, hi, Guy and Rick. Okay. (laughs) You ready? Sit back, relax. It's a long one, but you'll enjoy it. Hopefully. (laughs) Ready? (laughs) This is great. I'm just trying to read it so there's no uh, profanities. Right, you ready? It's the summer of 2007. Three 15-year-old boys called Sam, in brackets me, Sam, another Sam, and Josh Gooder have teed it up at Royal Norwich Golf Club. Sam and Sam are both consistent. Play off the same handicap of 11. Where Josh, well, where do we start? He's always been a bit of a wild child. The lad that knows his etiquette, but still finds himself shouting and getting overexcited. He's not really a sportsman, and he can't understand why his handicap is still hovering around 25, even though he's been playing for just as long as Sam and Sam. (laughs) This is brilliant. (laughs) From then, and still to this day, Josh truly believes the ridiculous body sway that he implemented during his backswing gives him more distance and doesn't affect his ball striking. He also refuses to change anything or listen to advice. Just a quick one. This is me cutting back in. Sam, Sam seems a bit annoyed with Josh right now. Sam's like, Sam and Sam are like, come on, Josh, we give you all this advice and just don't listen. But so he's having a bit of a dig here. I like it. It's good so far. Um, Sam and Sam say usually, sorry, Sam and Sam usually say nothing as they know it's a waste of time. And nothing really surprises them when it comes to Josh or his golfing career. <laughs> right. Sam and Sam confidently glide their eight irons on the first tee, about 145 yards safely onto the green. Josh steps up, pushes his tee into the ground, states that he hates when everybody is watching him on the tee. He says this every time we play. But this afternoon, the upstairs bar and balcony adjacent to the putting green are considerably fuller than usual. <laughs> Maybe there was a club stable for Dom, but being a junior and having no adults to play with, I honestly can't remember why it was packed. I just need to clear my throat one sec. Sorry about that. A quick practice swing before he sets up and takes an almighty lash at the ball with his Mizuno T-Zoid which has a grip so old and perished that when he combined with his sweaty summer hands to gripping a condom. <laughs> I should have vetted this, right? <laughs> so apparently his grip is like a, when it's sweaty, okay, it's like a condom, right? His swing is unusual, a very out to in, totally coming over the top to give a big slice that he tells everyone in it is his power fade. But today, it's not a fade. It's 
a shank. Off shoots the ball, whooshing across the putting green, which is below the bar and balcony before it clonks the bottom of the club flag pole that sits just in front of the car park. A swift apology as he picks up his ball. Josh says he's play Josh says he'll play first hole again after finishing the eighteenth. Interesting tactics. Okay, we're nearly there, guys. I don't know if we are actually. Later that day, the round is complete and Sam and Sam return decent scores below their handicaps. After all, we're kids playing every single day during the summer holidays. The following day, all three of us are back at the tee box. Both Sam, both Sams fire away before Josh tees up and says again, well, it can't be any worse than yesterday. Another nervous swing and another superb shank. This time, it's straight across the putting green, but head height. Luckily, there's barely anyone on the putting green, but unbelievably, it smashes straight into the flagpole, square on, for the second day in a row. This is making me... So this is Rick coming back in now. This is making me feel a bit suspiciously... Suspicious about this email, because that seems very unlikely, but okay, we'll carry on. Uh, Which is the best result he could have wished for, as sitting on the other side of the flagpole was a brand new... Bentley GT, that's a car by the way, parked, which would have taken the full impact of the ball had it been three inches either way of the flagpole. After a second of panic, both Sams are rolling around the floor laughing as Josh says he's not playing this hole today and will start again on the second. To this day, I've never seen anybody hit the club flagpole and Josh had done it twice consecutively. However, this isn't all of it. Oh my goodness. This is okay. Guys, sorry about this. I didn't realise this was so long. <laughs> Shaking with adrenaline after, adrenaline after his scare with the Bentley and being worried that the owner might have been watching from the bar, Josh admits he hates the first hole as everybody can see him playing. Josh doesn't retrieve his ball and all three of us finish the hole and queue up queue up to cross the 40 miles per hour road separating the first and second hole without looking walk straight out after a lorry has gone past and totally let me just read one second here oh my goodness this is awful this is weird oh i should have i should have that this is why a guy needs to be here he needs to vet these because this is getting weird Josh doesn't receive his ball and all three of us play the first third of them. Without looking, walk straight out after a lorry has gone past and is totally oblivious to a Ford Focus coming the other way. It slams on the brakes and Josh jumps up with his tightless pencil bag on his back and the impact completely destroys the car's windscreen. What the hell? And knocks Josh a few metres along the road and onto the path. This is crazy. Luckily, he jumps straight up with his club still on his back, all be with a few hanging out of the bag, and he all, the only slight, you know, sorry, he only has a slight scratch to his little finger. The car driver was also now shaking with adrenaline, for the fear that he just killed a kid. What the hell? But after a few minutes of Josh pleading with the car owner that he didn't need an ambulance, the pair exchanged details, so Josh's mum can pay for the windscreen. Let me just 
Let me see. Well, is it? What the hell? There's a picture. I don't. Oh, it's just the picture of the golf course. Oh, there's a picture. This is funny. <laughs> there's a picture of the golf course with arrows pointing at the uh, flagpole that he hit. Uh, I feel like I need to read the rest of this now. Sorry about this, everybody. Luckily, he jumps out of the way for Josh Ambulance, pairs at change, pulls out the driver while still shaking from his proceeds to hit the biggest slice known to man, which flies over the adjacent hole and back onto the road. Somehow doesn't hit moving cars. For some context, we're talking like a 100-yard forward, but 100-yard right slice. The slice is... Okay. That drive turned out to be the last shot of his day and he decided to go in for a cup of tea in the bar. It also signalled the end of his golfing career as to this day he never lived it down and still plays off the same handicap and tries to hit the ball with ridiculous body sway. The only thing that's changed is we have managed to convince him to upgrade his T-Zoids last year and regrip his new irons. There's loads of lads that know Josh and listen to the podcast, Josh included, but none of them know I've sent this in. I've also included a few pictures from Sam. That was Sam Farrow, everybody. (sighs) Don't really know what to say about that. I feel like I should believe it, but also it sounds so over the top that I don't. And listen, for everybody listening, if you are still listening, I apologize because that was a terrible, uh, terribly read Super long story. Probably my monotone voices bored everybody to sleep as everybody's in self-isolation. Anyway. <laughs> oh, Guy will be listening to this going, what the hell is this? I've just had another email, but luckily it's not, a, not another nightmare story. <laughs> right. Let's fire through some quick questions for everybody. Okay, let's let's see what we can do. Uh, Hybrid or driving iron? This is from the Facebook group. What factors should you consider when deciding between the two? Good question. If you've got the speed to hit, so if your clubhead speed typically is over maybe a hundred, at least a hundred miles per hour driver. If it's sorry, if it's not over a hundred miles per hour driver, don't even bother with the driving iron. Because you need speed. Hybrids are great. You see a lot of good players using hybrids. I've always found personally that hybrids go a little bit left. More than normal just from the head shape. That's pretty much it. But hybrids are great. Certainly for, great for getting out of trouble. And if you swing under 100 miles per hour. Perfect. Um, how many shots do Wedgie start? To... Okay. Joshua's asked. I hope this is not the Josh from the story. Um. After how many shots do wedges start to noticeably wear? I heard Tiger says he uses new wedges every week on the Golf Digest series. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if the best players in the world use wedges every single day, every single week, sorry, because um, in in the fact that it's... Sorry, I'll just send another email. In the fact that they can do. You know, if Tiger's playing with TaylorMade clubs and he wants new wedges, guess what? TaylorMade are going to give him new wedges. Um, Tanklist have done a good study. I can't quite remember the amount of golf rounds now you need before you actually start to see a deterioration in wedges, but it's a lot. It's a it's a good few years of 
normal golfing. So I'd, I'd say every two years you'd want to be looking at changing wedges. Um, doesn't mean you have to, as a guideline anyway. Uh, I've got loads of questions here. Why am I not loading? Here we go. Uh, do, 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 do. Trying to find ones that don't talk about coronavirus. Um, what's your happy place to go to? Don't, <laughs> I don't know if I have one. Um, do, do, do. Lots of crazy questions. Lots of good ones. Um, should PGA coaches... Should, okay, Ben. Ben Hanslip. Should PGA golf coaches or be using a launch monitor in their coaching. Uh, mine doesn't, but kind of wish he did. Um, You know what? Golf coaching has been going on for many years, and it went on for many years before launch monitors. I personally grew up in the era of having a launch monitor as a tool to help me coach, and therefore I feel a little bit lost without it. Um, I'll tell you an interesting story, this is a mad one, so when I first started coaching, when I was probably about 19, I was at May Golf Course in, in Cheshire, and I was on the driving range there, it's like a water driving range, it's really cool, really awesome, and you got bays that hit out of, and one of the members were having a lesson off me there, and you talk about launch monitors, even then, in, so that would have been 2000 and, uh, what year, I can't remember, uh, 2005, um video camera wasn't that popular like using video for videoing golf swings wasn't that common i didn't use video back then um and that's not that long ago it's only 15 years ago or so and um that i remember teaching a guy he had a tremendously long backswing like ridiculously long backswing and I'll be honest, I thought he knew that it was so long. So I kind of chatted to him and said, right, one of the things that's causing your inconsistencies is on the way back, you're losing control of the club a little bit with your extra long backswing. And he went, oh, I've got a long backswing. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's it's like super long, John Daly long. All right, I didn't realize. So anyway, that lesson, we're working on shortening it, shortening, we have loads of drills and this and other. And he's just not changing it. Like every swing is still long, right? So I said, right, let's get you booked in next week. and we, we can sort on this backswing. We'll sort it out. And in the meantime, as I mentioned, video cameras weren't that popular when people coached, not in like 2005. I didn't have one. You didn't have iPhones with high speed. and You know, it was difficult to record someone's swing. So I knew a golf coach that had video analysis. So that week I agreed with a friend of mine that I could borrow his um, video camera to record this guy's swing. So I turn up to the lesson and dead excited. I've got my camera there set up. I'm, you know, ready to show him the swing, record the first swing. And he comes over to watch it. I can't remember what, maybe the little screen that was on the video camera. And honestly, point blank said to me, that's not, that's not me. <laughs> and I said, no, no, it is. You know, he's got a blue jumper on. You've got a blue jumper on. That's, that's you. He went, that's my swing. I went, yeah, yeah, that's your backswing. He couldn't believe it. But seeing it on video, he kind of had to believe it because it was there. It was evidence. It was a tool. The video camera acted as a tool for me to help show him his golf swing. So we worked in that lesson about shortening it. And it got to the point where 
he was really struggling to shorten it. And I literally said to him, right, just imagine for me for a minute, you're going to take the golf ball just back to, to your knee, like knee high in the backswing. So like a chip, basically. So he took it back to his knee in his head. I recorded him his swing and showed him on the, on the video that in fact, even when he felt like he was only swinging to his knee, the club was almost perfect position at the top. It blew his mind off because he couldn't believe the difference between feel and real. Now, as we know, we've become more accustomed to video cameras. We can use it on the phone. We can, you know, high-speed cameras is a thing. The TV coverage, YouTube, we see swings all the time now. And interestingly, I think we've noticed a shortening of backswings. I, I don't feel like I ever see anybody overswing anymore. Where I felt like, me growing up, I felt like everybody overswung. Anyway, so that was a tool. A tool that's become more you know, common recently is launch monitors. I use a GC quad. I've used flight scope, um, trap man's available, etc. That's another tool. So when a golfer is swinging into out, out to in, hitting down, hitting up, open face, closed face, miss strikes, you know, whatever it may be, now we can measure it. And now we can use that device as a tool to explain to the golfer, this is what's happening during the golf swing. This is a feeling to try and fix it. Okay, let's try and implement that feeling. Okay, now have you seen that numbers have changed? You're now no longer as, as whatever into out. You're now more neutral. Uh, this grip change has made the, the fact that your face is more square through impact. Like you can show golfers it. And it's key because ball flight, at the end of the day, is still the most important thing. You want to see ball flight. And you want to be able to know that the shots that you're hitting are consistent You've got a level of curve, you've got a level of control over the curvature, you're getting good distance, etc. But using tools like video, using tools like launch monitors is absolutely key, but it's not absolutely essential. I still know coaches that don't particularly like launch monitor and they're still fantastic golf coaches. So good question, but um I don't kind of know what the answer is. You don't have to have a launch monitor, believe me. Um Scott May. This is a question everybody would want to know the answer to. If Tiger and Nicholas were in their prime playing against each other, who do you think would win? I don't know. The problem is, I wasn't around when Jack was in his prime. I was only there when Tiger was in his prime. And I can't imagine anybody being as good as Tiger. So I have to say Tiger, but I'm sure if we spoke to someone who grew up in the, the prime of Jack, they'd probably say Jack. So it's it's I'd love to see it, but it's never going to happen. But the the weird things that have been going on this week, I wouldn't rule it out. Um, so many, so many, so many of the C word, so many of the C word. I don't blame everyone as well either. But I'm trying to not talk about it. Uh, right, last question. And I'm going to go to bed because I'm knackered. Sorry that this has been a bit of a weird podcast, everybody. I wanted to do one. Um, kind of takes my mind off it a bit as well, if I'm honest. So thanks very much for listening. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you think Tiger can go back to back if they play the Masters later on? I think it, give, it works in his advantage, if I'm honest. Because I don't think he's in full health at the moment. So... Maybe a few months uh, 
getting himself ready might not be uh, a bad thing. Um, do, 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 do. Oh, let me find one last question, everybody, and I'll I'll leave you to your days. I will, um, because I'm sure you've got loads of things to do, like buying toilet roll and <laughs> getting the essentials in life. Um, come on, come on, good question. Which struggle there are so many about other stuff. Okay, well, I'll finish, I'll finish on that then. I don't know what's going to happen with the coronavirus, as nobody does. I don't know when golf's going to come back into the into playing again. Nobody does. But I think, as we've seen a lot of players echo this week, and a lot of journalists and a lot of people in the press saying, a lot of people in the world saying, at the end of the day, people's health is more important. Just be safe out there, please, everybody. Make sure you're washing your hands. Please don't get too contact with people that are coughing. If you've got any signs of coughing, please self-isolate. You know, we don't want to spread this around. Um, and hopefully, guys, I'm going to stay fit and healthy. I'm going to produce as many videos as I can for you guys to enjoy while you are self-isolating. Uh, sit back, relax. Sorry this podcast wasn't the greatest in the world, guys. But either way, um, I wanted to do one because I thought, like I say, why not? Enjoy your week. I'll be back with another podcast next week. Hopefully, we can get somewhere set up to film it again. Um Peace out. Have a great week. Hopefully we get better news this week, but that's me being very, very optimistic. I can't imagine it being any better news, but either way, be safe, everybody. Give your loved ones big cuddles and look after them. I'll see you next week. Guy will be back so we can vet those nightmare stories so we don't get any stupid ones like Sam and Sam have sent today. All right, peace out, everybody. Have a good one. See you soon. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.